0: Let's talk gospel music Go. I'm your host, and Sonia Gibbs, here to talk with gospel music singers, songwriters, historians, recording artists, choir masters and directors. In this podcast, my guests will share their journey, their struggle, their strength, and most of all, their inspiration. Some of the guests on the podcast will be well known throughout the gospel field and others, you will have heard their instruments, their voices, and their emotions. And the Lord gave me a little song and message that said, Master, can you use me? I may not be the best at this or that, but whatever I can do,
1: Master, can you use me? Come on, Jesse. Sing that for me.
0: Welcome to Let's Talk Gospel Music Gold. Today, I have Jesse Campbell, immediately identified by his voice as his signature sound. He is the son of the late Bishop Willie James Campbell of Chicago, Illinois. And he is an international recording artist that sings heartfelt songs of God. He began singing at 16, where he led songs with the St. James Church of God in Christ Choir. Immediately recognized as a unique talent, Jesse was soon featured on the recordings of gospel greats like the Winans and Timothy Wright. Welcome to Let's Talk Gospel Music Gold. Hey, Jesse, how are you?
2: Hey, and Sonia, I am very well, thank you.
0: <laughs> that is so good. good. I, am, uh, I want you to tell my audience, those that don't know your gospel history, tell the gospel history about
2: yourself. Well, I uh, started at the age of 16, my dad being the pastor of St. James Church of God in Christ uh, and an exceptional uh, preacher and teacher of the word, <clears throat> excuse me, we had a choir and music department that was second to none. And we'd often attract uh, different people, of different uh, walks of life to our church services for the preaching and the music. And we'd also have different recording artists that would come to Chicago and come by uh, if they weren't coming specifically for our service. But most cases they would be in the city and they would come to experience you know, the service. But we had a few artists who would stay with us at our home from time to time. And one of those artists were the Winans so Marvin and Ronald stayed with us most of the time.
1: Mm-hmm. And
2: me being a kid uh, during those uh, early years of their, of the Wyant's career, uh, I do my chores. So I'm walking around the house, humming and singing. I was practicing the drums often, but I said it was Ronald who told my dad on the way to a Tuesday night service, hey, Jessica can sing. But <laughs> Marvin said that it was him. But I specifically remember Ronald with that low voice. Hey, y'all. So dad was like, Jesse, d- J- Jesse plays the drum. Jesse can't sing. He said, no. Then Marvin said, no, Jesse can sing. So dad made me learn a song against my wishes and desires that night at the rehearsal. And that following Sunday, I sang a song with the choir for the first time. And the rest is, you know, history and it's yet being made. So that's how I started. And from there, <clears throat> excuse me, I was blessed to record my first album. Uh, it was, I believe, Ron Winans' Family and Friends. So mm-hmm. it continued. So they put their money and, you know, their, their expertise and abilities where their mouth was. And the song I sang was, we must work while it is day spread, spreading the word of God as we a walk along the way, lean to do your will. I can't remember the melody, but that was pretty much the gist of the song. We must <laughs> witness to everyone we meet in every song we sing. We must tell the world of the soon coming king. So that was the first song. And then the second song, uh, my dad being who he is, basically, I give that credit to dad because he was pretty much pushing, you know, pulling the strings. And then I sang with Timothy Wright. And I was, master, can you use me? Can you use someone who's finally? And then after that, and then I um, I wanted to do uh, plays. But then I, was, I sang with my dad's choir. And then after the choir, then I formed a group uh, with David Hollister, my brother Darnell Campbell, Eric Tate, Ernie Allen. And um, one of the earlier members was uh, Tony Dukes. Um, And we formed a group called Gospel Inspiration. And Mm. after that, then I was singing pretty much solo and going around the ministries of Chicago with my dad. Then I wanted to sing in plays. And and I got a a part in a play called Only the Strong with Vanessa Bell Armstrong, Daryl Coley, Fred Hammond, Commission, Dawkins and Dawkins, uh, uh, Rudy Ray Moore, and Dennis Edwards of the Temptations. We were all out on the road together. And Mm -hmm. that was the first time I did a play that went on for about three years. My stint was uh, two years. Then after that, then I continued and wanted to do something different and prove that you can yet sing anything and yet still be a Christian. Mm
1: -hmm. So I
2: recorded a a secular album on Capitol records. And um, then after that, I felt like, you know, I don't want to jeopardize my chances of making it into heaven. So I gave that up and then I went back to singing, Uh, Negro spirituals to be on the safe side, but it was really just out of fear. I didn't want to mess up my chances. So, and then I traveled with my dad again. And then after that, we went to Jake's church and then I started traveling with Jake's and then Preflo Dollar and so forth and so on. And again, still moving forward with it, just different paradigm, uh, different experiences within the paradigm of having a voice that God has given me. So that's kind of how it started and it's still evolving
0: okay that is great now uh just before i started the recording i talked about the maywood fest in illinois that's right outside of chicago now which was it saint james that was in charge of uh, creating that or was it progressive
2: no i i don't remember who uh was putting it on but um I just know that I, I think I've only sung that, maybe two of them, mm-hmm. but Bridget, my sister Bridget, she's the one that did it more than anyone else that I know. So, but I'm not really sure, but it was just a fun event, I do know that
0: much. <laughs> yeah, cause I, uh, I was talking to, actually I talked to Ernie a while ago uh, and uh, we were laughing about some things, but in thinking about some of the stuff that happened in Chicago, around in and around Chicago, people got a lot of exposure by going to various events and going to um, what I would call the afternoon musicals that sometimes turned into nightly musicals mm-hmm. and, <laughs> and, and the recordings. Now, didn't uh, St. James record, wasn't that, I'm sorry, uh, broadcast service
2: that they we record on,
0: on sunday evenings the broadcast service on sunday oh
2: evening. yeah that was an 8 p.m uh, uh radio broadcast yeah, the other chicago i want to chicago but the uh saint james radio choir the broadcast would start at 8 p.m on sundays mm-hmm. and uh mm-hmm. and most people would come for that but it was uh second sunday musicals second or fourth sunday musicals that's when we would really you know just just have a ball after the broadcasts go off. We go right into the musical, and mm-hmm. on special holidays, we'd have midnight musicals.
0: <laughs> now that's what what I was saying uh, one time before is that Chicago. You could go to Chicago almost, especially on a Sunday, and you can almost go to church twenty four hours to oh, or go to almost. someone's recording or someone's someone's broadcast radio broadcast service or somebody's musical, and it was always just constant. And everyone would go to different uh, churches. Cause I know a, 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 And one day, my friends and I, we went to four different services after we left our own churches.
2: <laughs> wow. Yes, <laughs> and, but that's how it was.
0: Yeah, it was so much fun. And so much, there is so much talent in Chicago where you can just go and think you're sitting at a storefront church and they're blowing you out of the water. And it's mm-hmm. just, it was just fantastic.
2: Well, you know, I do remember going to different plate, different churches as well, um, like Corinthians on the west side. Oh yeah, oh, they yeah. would have a musical. Uh, 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 what is it like, uh, uh, True Holiness? Mm-hmm. All the way in Harvey, they would okay. have a big musical. And then time to time, you know, uh, uh, Reverend uh, Milton Bronson's church was name of it. Christian. Oh, uh, oh my goodness. Christ no,
0: Tabernacle, Christ Christ
2: yep, T. Yep, yep. So, so they that was before they. Too.
0: That was before they moved because it, when they when Christ T would have a a program, it would be people just standing outside, and then they moved to a larger edifice, so that because um, they moved further west. I think St. James was over on Roosevelt, Christ T was over on Madison.
2: Mm. I only one I remember is is the one that's off the the street that runs uh perpendicular to the uh Eisenhower.
0: Over there off central. Uh, yeah, 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 mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's the second, second That's location? their second location. Mm-hmm. Because it oh, used man. to be on it used to be on Madison. I'm a little maybe I think we might be about the same
2: age, but I might be a little older. I'm not sure, but I'm not going there. <laughs> <laughs> that's cool. <laughs> Yeah, that's the only one I remember. Is the because to me that was still a small church because we were all still standing outside and around the walls. Mm-hmm. Now, but, you, know.
0: you know, when you when you said that your father said that you couldn't sing, isn't it interesting sometimes that uh, you do things for your parents and they're like, ah, eh, but somebody else hears it and they're like, oh yeah, okay, maybe, maybe I should pay attention to that. And. Mm-hmm you think about that and you like I was around there doing them chores and I could have been singing all along
2: (laughs) yeah 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 but the crazy thing is I didn't want to sing I did not did not want to sing Mm. I wanted to uh, you know stay behind the cymbals and uh you know play and just not be seen so it was so to the point that when he made me sing my first song I was so nervous that I was holding my crotch to the point where my mother had to come from the from the audience and take my hand and put it, you know, on behind my leg, on my leg rather. And I grabbed my legs for probably 20 something years after that. Mm. But I wasn't trying to sing, no, but uh, yeah, it is something, but you know, a lot of preachers, they're narcissists anyway, in a good loving way. <laughs> it's all about them. So unless you have something that you can contribute to their ministry and them doing the will of God in a way of excellence, they ain't got time for that, you know, unless you're in need of something. So mm-hmm. I was so young, I was focused on playing drums. You heard that because it's That's, so loud. Okay. But singing, just humming, doing a little something around the house, but you know, but they are the whiners. Yeah, it's like, you sing Christian, yes. <laughs> so I am. Answer. so they're gonna hear that you ain't trying to you just like they're here mm-hmm. they're in my house I don't have to hear the song to sing the song because I'm reminded of it the dude is in the house so I'm walking <laughs> around and I'm singing their songs but you know mm-hmm. so it was just a blessing I'm, I'm grateful for it because uh who knows where I'd be today so
0: well you said you like drums you and uh, that was oh, where, yeah. that was where you were
2: do you still play well, ironically, at that time, I, I practiced so much that uh, I developed bone spurs in my ankle. Oh, so I was known for having a very fast foot. So when you, you know, uh, do the uh, the praise music with me, that, do that, do that, do. I was known for doing a like because I had a quick foot. Mm-hmm. And then sometimes I get triplets in there, So it was like that, but I practiced that so much, but it became painful because I practiced that much. Mm-hmm. So it was a blessing in disguise because I would have given dad a hard time because I didn't want to sing this, just how much I didn't want to, but because of the pain, when I would sit down, it was like God was saying, "No, oh, I know I gave you a gift to play drums, but you need to be doing this." Okay. So I had to, you know, uh, accept it. But the thing is, I continued to to, to try, and 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 after I had done my best, then that's when I knew it was time to give it up. Mm-hmm. You know, which is a, which is a, to say, to those of, to those of us who feel as though we've been called to do something, and after putting everything that we have into that something and it doesn't pan out, we need to move on. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. you know, Because the blessings of the Lord make it the rich mm-hmm. and addeth no sorrow. And that pain was quite sorrowful.
0: Yeah, I was uh, talking to someone the other day about that. You know, when God tells you, he wants you to do something, he's going to bring you around to it one way or the other. <laughs> <laughs> yep. you, and you know, in your heart that that is what he has told you to do. And mm-hmm. no matter what, he's going to make you do
2: what he said. <laughs> yep, the message is going to go with the flow. Yep.
1: <laughs> yeah.
2: Now with that, in
0: talking about your musical prowess, do you write some of your
2: songs? I have written some of my songs. Mm-hmm. Uh, but i that's not my main forte. Uh, because uh, I believe in, I mean, if I could write as well as any um, writer out there, I would still want to collaborate with other writers. Mm You know, my whole life, my purpose is about that which is for the greatest and highest good of all concern. I now know that nothing is about me, period, especially being the son of a pastor who is so well known and so beloved and so charismatic and so anointed Um, having that dna physically and spiritually metaphysically i think it would behoove me and my uh, children to uh, be open to the possibilities of others benefiting you know more than myself because i know that you know, what I do for others, God turns around and does for me. So that to me is what it's about. Mm-hmm. So uh, that's kind of how I, you know, live my life. So. Okay. Great. I don't, I don't even know, that I answer the question? Cause sometimes I just go off. You did, you
0: answered it yeah. and then you added some more, but that's okay. Because you're, <laughs> you're telling me your truth. Yeah. <laughs> because so, some people say that, yeah, I'm this great, Songwriter. And really, you find out later that they actually didn't write it themselves. They collaborated with someone or got inspired and maybe have, you know, gave them a little tweak, but not the full song. So that is it in a nutshell. I think that Mm -hmm. in answering that. Now, I'm going to ask you this Mm -hmm. I happen to turn on the television one day and we were flipping channels, and I hear your voice. I'm like, hmm. That voice sounds familiar. Now this is before I even looked at the television and I I, I told my husband, I said, that guy sounds like Jesse Campbell that uh, was in Chicago. I said, "Um, Bishop Campbell's son looked up and there you are on the voice. Mm. How How
2: did that occur? Well, I got sick of singing gospel. I'm like, God, you know what? I'm sick of singing this. And I just, I feel like I keep going to the same churches. It's the same old songs, same old message. And it uh, seem like nobody's really getting the gist of it and the benefits, the blessings, except for the head families. Mm-hmm. And uh, something's not right. I'm not seeing the change. I'm traveling extensively. I go, I do what I do um, by the grace and the mercy of God. And I remember one particular traveling evangelist told me, he said, um, you know, however you leave them is, you know, how I'll get them. You can leave them swinging from the chandeliers or rolling under the pews because I'm not intimidated by what you do. And I'm like, what are you talking about? So you do know that preachers are intimidated by you. It's like, what? He said, keep on living. And I experienced that. I'm like, wow, that, that's kind of crazy. And how I experienced it was when I was ministering at, uh, on another person's pulpit, they put me up before the speaker. And um, I should have known this but because of the host of the conference, he put me up and uh, I know how he likes it, but I didn't consider the guest speaker. Mm-hmm. So I got up and I sang a song and, um, and they were shouting and dancing and things like that. And before I could leave this huge um, podium uh, 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 with pulpit mm-hmm. stage in this stadium, the speaker walked up abruptly and boldly and grabbed the microphone and shut everything down from the music to the anointing. Mm. Everybody sit down. Y'all running around here screaming and hollering, jumping up and down, and you ain't got no money in your pockets. Sit down, let me teach you how to put some money in your pockets so you can have something to run around about. Mm. The next day they put me up during the offering so I was like oh that's what you mean Hmm. so I'm like okay God well what can I do and it's just like I just continued to go to these church services to these same type of conferences and things and I would wouldn't see I would see people doing coming doing and leaving the same as they have for many years. So i like, God, it's got to be something more to this.
1: Mm-hmm. So,
2: you know what, God, I believe you to be a God of, of, of many chances, many changes, many things. Uh, you created the universe. And to our knowledge, it is forever expanding. You are omnipresent. You're everything, everyone, everywhere of every time. Omnipresence is, that means there is no place that you are not. There's no space where you don't feel. And if you created the heavens and the earth, then you say that the earth is yours, the fullness of the world, and all those who dwell there. That is everything. Mm -hmm. So why would I confine myself to this? You gave me a gift. If Jesus was hanging out with the sinners and and things like that, then why am I still singing to the saints? Mm -hmm. So my thing is, let other gospel people sing to the gospel folks. I choose to go out to the highways and the byways and be like your homie. And when he said, I, I, I become all things to all people that I may reach some. So okay. let me do that. And that's how and when I went to, um, after doing my secular album on uh, Capitol Records in 95
1: mm-hmm. uh,
2: to make this long, long story shorter. And now fast forward, that was in 96 when I gave up the secular uh, contract on capital records and now fast forward this is 20 excuse me oh nine okay. and a uh, 2008 when the economy tanked and churches stopped calling and, and things like that and so I'm like wow God I'm behind in all my bills and I, I don't know how I don't know what I don't know when I don't know where uh and and, I, and and my daughter is in bed sick I don't have money I'm three months behind in my bill my rent so I was very upset with God because I felt like I gave up the world. Mm. And it was at that time that I really had the toughest conversation with God because I was challenged with speaking my mind. And so I was so angry that I spoke it anyway. And I, I, I felt like, well, if Jesus can ask you, why have you forsaken me? Then I share as so-and-so can. Why have you forsaken me when I've given up the world? He said, what does it profit a man to gain the world and lose his Soul, what does it profit to give up the world and, and gain its soul? What do you have? To, and, and this is how I was talking to God. And mm-hmm. so I cried myself sick. And as I was lying in the floor, in the my bodily fluids from my face and my nose, then I heard the voice of God for the very first time. And it said, I never told you to. No, actually, this is the second time because the first time I was in a storm, and, in, and I don't let you know, uh, 18 wheelers go in front of me because they kick up rocks and stuff like mm-hmm. that. Yeah. But as this storm was coming, this 18 wheeler put its blinkers on and I'm like, oh no. So I started to speed up and something said, let him in. And then my foot immediately went to the brake and I, I, I slowed down and I was like, oh my God. Okay, yeah, come on in. And I didn't register what had happened until the 18 wheeler fully got in front of me and as soon as it got in front of me and I gave him some space and backed up, a car careened from the overpass. And mm. all you saw was the lights and smash right down on top of the calf
0: wow. of
2: the 18-wheeler. So that was the first time that I heard God's voice and swerving and everything. I, 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 I was divinely uh, 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 guided mm-hmm. by hearing God's voice simultaneously taking control of my foot. And that was the first time. Now, the second time, now back to the story, mm-hmm. the voice said, I never told you to pass up on those opportunities. I said that a man's a gift makes room. Room is and always will be opportunity. So I set up, I was like, oh my God, that's what you sound like.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Well, evidently, you know, you, you, you've been here all along. And well, God, you know, I've tried to live my life perf- perfectly, perfectly. Uh, so evidently I've missed something. So you know what, God, while you wipe wiping my face, I, I'm just so grateful that you spoke to me. So I tell you what, I just pray that you open my eyes and enable me to see things and people as they are, and not only as they appear. Mm-hmm. And, and if I am to uh, convey your message, having been licensed to preach the gospel last year, uh, I need to know truth. What man, not what man has said or is written that was uninspired by you, but the truth of the living God of all creation. And immediately the next thought that came to mind was get up, study the origin of your faith. Mm. And that's when my life changed. And after a while of constant studying, constant day and night, that emotional roller coaster of awakening to the truth. That led me to the point where, wow, God, I really, really missed out on a lot. No, you didn't miss out on anything. Well, what do you want to do? Uh, God was like, what do you want to do? It's like, well, (laughs) we need to reach as many people as possible in the least amount of time. We got a lot of ground to cover. Mm -hmm. So I don't know when we go from labor to reward. Well, what do you want to do? Uh, Why don't we do one of those singing reality shows? Then I didn't get a response. So I began to prep and practice for that. (laughs) You like you didn't all, get a response. I did not get a response. So to me, I was like, okay, cool. I never got a response as to, should I be playing the drums? Should I be singing this choir song? It's a choice.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh,
2: dad didn't give me a choice. Well, I could have chosen not to, and that means you would have got a butt whoop. So I made a choice. So I was learning to put my best foot forward and if God is with me and pleased, then he will make the next step. So I went out and auditioned for all of them um, America's Got Talent uh, twice, mm. uh, uh, X Factor, which is what I was really hoping for,
1: mm-hmm. uh,
2: The Voice. And then I went to another city and auditioned. And after that, I was like, you know what, God, I did my best. And that's why I learned to say what I said when we first started this. Mm-hmm. So bottom line is, also, well, God, thank you. You know, I've spent time and money. I've researched. I've practiced. I know you've given me a voice, a gift. We, It's been so <laughs> proven. I'm, I'm a single man, Black man, raising his daughter. You know what? If they don't feel that the story, the look, and the, uh, the voice is enough, then so be it. But the fact of the matter is, God, I thank you for uh, the, the opportunities that you've given me of the past. Mm-hmm. And I just trust that all things really do work together. So I'm going to do that. So I'll go back to school and get my spiritual, finish my spirit uh, education in spiritual psychology so that I can assist others in not making the dumb mistakes that I made. So I went on about my business and said, well, I know that's expensive to finish the second year. So I needed uh, $1,600. Uh, that was on a Sunday when I made that promise that wins is someone called and said, "Hey, could you do this concert? Oh, and how 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 am I going to pay for that education?" I said, "Well, I'll just accept singing engagements, whatever, for whatever people could afford." Because mm-hmm. back then I was charging like three thousand um, dollars, and they said, "Well, uh, we can we can we can pay you seventy five dollars." And in my mind, mm-hmm. my mind said, "Hell no! I wish <laughs> I would do a concert." And then something said, "You said," and I was like, "Oh." So they didn't hear the conversation that was going on in my hair. All they heard was silence when they said, we can pay you $75. Mm. And as the do 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 <laughs> so I was like, oh, I did say that didn't I God?" I said, okay, I'll be there. That was on a Wednesday. I showed up on that Sunday. I ended up singing seven songs instead of the required four songs. The spirit was moving. The reciprocating love was going and coming back and flowing and so forth. And at the end of the service, the speaker allowed people to give into my hands on their way out the door. And I left with $780. Mm, Okay. The next morning, the speaker called. It just so happened to be Della Reese from *Touched by an Angel*, mm. from *A uh, uh, Harlem Nights*, and she was—it was her church, and she said, "Baby, I—I—I—I I, I, I was so moved by what you did. I, I called a son of mine." He has a show called The Voice. And I told him about you, but I couldn't remember your name. So I told him it was Austin Powers. <laughs> so when you meet him, tell him that's your stage name, but your real name is Jesse Campbell. Now we need to get him some music. Rushed home, got her the music that next day after auditioning for them two different times. In, in two different cities, they contacted me in every way possible, asking mm. me to come and be on their show 30 days into their second season. Okay. God made the way. Okay. See that? And as a result, I performed five different times before over 30 million people each time. Mm-hmm. So it was a true blessing. Okay. See, that's a testimony in itself.
0: You know, when uh, this is um, a testimony to people to not give up, even though it seems like you are sitting in a dark spot, God Mm -hmm. is going to open that window. And when he does, I just, okay. Don't let me get fooled. Don't let me get fooled. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah, You already there. You didn't go on and finish it, but let me just add, you know, it's like when God, God gave us all a gift And that gift is life Mm
1: -hmm. and
2: there are gifts within the gifts. And when you seek God and when you uh, uh, get understanding of uh, uh, above and beyond all other things, then God will give you, he'll put the desire in your heart because you're delighting yourself in what God said to do, which is to get understanding and which is to get truth. And God reveals to you what it is that you can do well and enjoy to do. And that thing is what you should put forth your energy and effort after asking God to give you guidance as to what to do with it. And then when you move in that direction, after you've done all you can, then you let go and you let God. mm mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So and in doing so, then God will take you from where you are to get you to where you ought to be. But it doesn't mean that you 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 just let it just go uh 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 at, at, you just go with the flow. No, you have to do your work because that's faith,
1: mm-hmm. but
2: you still have to apply that work that's needed to keep the faith and that gift going as to where it to be, where it could be. Like myself, I sing, I sing different styles. I listen to different genres. I'm practicing often and things like that because I never know where God will lead me to go. Mm-hmm. So therefore I have to always be ready, be prepared.
0: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. That is absolutely. I believe that because I know that I've seen him work in my own life in mm-hmm. some things, uh, and um, <laughs> just to tell you some crazy story about me, where I was giving up about some things mm-hmm. and I received a, I had applied for a, of all things, a job for, as an adjunct professor. Mm-hmm. And um, I applied and a couple of people said, you, you don't qualify for that. And I was like, Hey, I'm looking for a job. <laughs> and at the time I was looking, well, a few months later um, they called me in for an interview, go mm-hmm. in for an interview. And on the spot, they hired me. Mm. And I said, well, isn't that something? That is just something. So I worked there for a while. And then a couple of years later, I got a phone call from another college asking me to be an adjunct for uh, one of their courses. I was like, okay. I know God works. I know he does. <laughs> <laughs> so, when I tell you that I I am a witness that that happens, that you know God will lead you and lead you in some strange directions
2: sometimes.
0: Yeah, very and much so. To get you to another destination. That is yeah. very powerful.
2: Yeah. And, you just got to be willing. You have to be willing. You have to be willing. You have to be uh, open,
1: mm-hmm.
0: you know, as
2: to how God may and or may not use you in different genres, different settings, different places, and different people. And if you're open and you're, you're willing, and then if you're obedient, then you get to eat the good of the land. And mm. I've been very fortunate to taste some of the goodness of the land of the earth where God says is his and the fullness thereof. And I do so by traveling to and throughout the country and to now 24 different countries and when I go it's not only about me singing but it's also about me enjoying uh learning about the culture and 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 the 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 communities you know and how they do things and what they eat what they like to enjoy uh, as far as entertainment how they praise and and worship God Mm -hmm. who do they worship you know, who do they believe in and why do you believe it? And I'm like, man, God, this is incredible. And, you know, literally get to eat some of the wonderful foods that grow from the ground and walk the ground. Mm-hmm. That's just a metaphor of the good of the land, you know, that which is a part of the, 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 the rich, God's riches and glory. I believe everything that you could ever need and ever desire is already in the riches, a part of the riches and glory. And I just believe that when we really get that understanding and knowing who God is, and by getting by studying the Word and beyond the Word, because God didn't start nor did He stop with what we call the King James Bible. Now I'm speaking from experience of traveling the the, uh, the world mm-hmm. and speaking with people who are part of 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 uh, um, nationalities and countries that had information way before and even that which became a part of the many books that make the Bible what it is. And I'm like, wow, this is incredible. But you know, it's just so rich. And when you know who God is, and the fact that God said that it's with you, even till the end of time, that means that it's never left you. Mm
1: -hmm. And if
2: you know that, and, and, and you know that it is here in you, with you, it works through you then you realize after getting this understanding that god is as you giving you the desire to do be have go however you want by simply thinking and feeling about that thing Mm -hmm. i thought and felt singing reality show i thought and felt reaching as many people as possible in the least amount of time. I set my behind down on the floor in between my bed and my wall and the wall had my vision board on the floor angled up against it, whereas when I sat down to begin to think on the goodness of God, on the things where the Bible talks about, finally think on these things, I start thinking on those things. And as I thought on those things, I began to feel the gratitude of what God had blessed me to receive and to do in the places that I've gone. And then from that place, then I started to think, as I felt that gratitude, I started to think, Throughout all of the planet, the Earth, and all of the people, and 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 all of the world, and the things that we, I just started to experience that gratitude, and mm-hmm. then from that place, I would visualize me on X Factor, and I open up my mouth and I begin to sing. I see trees with green, red roses too, and I see them bloom for me and you and I think to myself oh God what a wonderful world I see so, you know and then that's how I would do it and then I would sing until I began to feel the presence of God singing a simple song like what a wonderful world mm-hmm. because I know that this is God yes. and 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 that whole that process of thinking it imagining it, meditating on it, and then feeling it to the point where I am actually singing it and it's resonating throughout my body. There is no greater way to bring about the manifestation of anything like it is if you think it and you feel it.
1: Yes, And then
2: it actually happened. So that to me, that's God. And that is the the, the the voice of God. That is the the the, the uh, uh, reciprocating, uh, granting voice of God. That is that manifestation of God when it says that as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. So that's kind of how these things happen. But when you know that God is with you and God is omnipresent, God is all powerful and God is all knowing, then you have everything that you need to know, everything you need to do, everything that you desire to have is already and you just need to know that. You need to proclaim it. You need to profess it. You need to... To, to affirm that thing, and you need mm-hmm. to get your end up and start moving in the direction of desire. And when you do so, I can guarantee you, you will either get there, arrive to where you want to be, or you'll be a whole lot closer to where you want to be than you were before you began that process. Yeah. Now I
0: know Ooh, that uh... this is uh, this is very inspiring for someone who may be on the edge of giving up or forgetting. The gifts that God gives us, or forgetting that God gave you a promise as well. When you ask God for something, and you're living in his word that he is going to grant your wishes and your desires, it may not be when you want them, right then and there, But eventually, God is going to get you to that place. And I think that this is uh, an inspiring word to someone who may be thinking about giving up or stopping uh, or has, you know, gotten, feels like they've gotten so beaten down by man. But just, you know, I think that this is a powerful message to those that are listening, especially when you think about the times that we're in and people are uh, losing so much and they get so many no's. But that's just man telling
2: you no. Yeah. So, exactly. You know. And that's what they did. Mm-hmm. Yes. And I'm a living witness of it. They said no. Even uh, my hope and my thoughts, my imaginings and my visualizations and my meditations were all on X Factor because I wanted to get to Simon Cowell. Mm. But God was like, "Mm, I hear you, but (laughs) I got the voice for you. And X Factor went off the air Mm -hmm. when the voice, as a result, not only of me, but Anthony Evans, Bishop Evans' son, and the many other performers on that show, it became number one. So God was like, no, I need you over here. So Mm -hmm. you got to be willing and you can't be attached to the outcome of anything. Mm -hmm. Because if I was so attached to being on X factor and not making it, giving up, letting go, forget singing, just having an attitude about it, then I would have missed out on all that I experienced with the voice. If I was so attached to the voice when they uh, uncommonly released me from the show uncharacteristically
1: mm-hmm.
2: so forth, if I was so attached to the outcome of that and not chose to say what was said when, when um, um, Carson Daly gave me the microphone when they released me, I was like, wow, I was in shock. He put the microphone. I was like, you know, uh, I lived a dream. Now, you know, the dream and all of you who are listening to this, my dream was what I created, as I said, at that vision board. Mm -hmm. And it was so to the point that when one of the producers came to my room and saw the vision board, they were in awe because they just could not believe that I created that Uh, over a year before Mm -hmm. they were looking at it, you know, but I said, I lived a dream and Uh, how I relate to myself while in this process becomes the process and I'm grateful. So as a result of not being attached to that outcome, I chose to be grateful. And then I continue to receive things to be grateful for, even to this day, even Mm -hmm. now that I'm doing this, this, this interview with you. Mm
0: -hmm. Okay. Wonderful. This has been exciting. (laughs) <laughs> this is, you know, to get insight. I love to, that's a, another reason why I, I did this show is to get insight for people that generally can't really tell their own story. Can't talk about what they've done. And, and when I contacted you, I said, you are gospel music gold. Cause you, you initially said, well, I don't sing gospel anymore. And I said, but you're gospel music gold. And your roots started there and they, they're still in you and it's still embedded in you, in your heart and in your soul. And it comes out throughout. I mean, it, it's like, it just comes out of you like perspiration, it just, it's just all over mm-hmm. you. So when you think of that and think of what you have contributed not only to that and then when you say in your in the, the audience that you reached, so many people see a dream and they don't go after it. So many people don't know how to uh, go to the Lord in prayer and ask for that thing. not just sit there and sulk and get mad because so many people get angry, they get upset because they don't get what they want. but the, the prop what they need to do is to go to God truly in prayer and kneel and ask God, What are my next steps?
2: Mm, Yep.
0: Now, I want to ask you, uh, I'm sure people will want to get in contact with you and find out what you're doing. Tell my audience what you're doing currently and how they can reach you.
2: Well, I know that all things work together for good. Uh, Not only, and and when the Bible says work together for good, uh, for them who love the Lord and are called according to his purpose, we all are. And I think it's a selfish and narcissistic thing for us to think that's only pertaining to our person, ourselves.
1: Mm-hmm. But
2: my thing is it works together you know, for the greatest and highest good of all concerned. Um, so when the pandemic hit, I was already on tour. I had just come back from bringing my daughter, uh, taking my daughter to Dubai to perform. And um, it was an exceptional uh, experience and came back home sent her to school and then I was in Florida and I had ministered at several churches and I was there working on the business plan with a former business partner and I still had about three or four more uh churches to go and the pandemic hit and so got back home and my daughter who came home just a day or two after she I know I think she's home before I got there from college and she's looking at me like, Dad, what are we going to do? So I said, baby girl, what the world is about to experience, we've already experienced down throughout history. And uh, we are a family of faith. And God is going to see us through it. How are we going to do this? I don't know, baby girl, but I trust God. And uh, it would behoove you to do the same thing. Uh, I have served my life and uh, uh, in church and God. And I think it's about time for God to serve me a little bit. It may sound crazy, but I have paid, and it's never been about money, big houses, and so forth. Otherwise, otherwise, we'd be that. But my heart, God knows my heart. He knows my heart, and I just trust it. So I didn't know. I tried to be strong for my daughter, but she was able to pick up on it. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh God, this is a little shaky. I don't know how we're gonna pay pay these bills. I don't know what, when, where, how. But as I sat still and began to meditate, again, thinking on these things, whatsoever things are true and lovely and just, pure. And, and uh, 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 what's the other one, whatsoever, just, pure, lovely. Honest. Uh, oh, oh, no, no, yeah, honest. So it's, it's true, honest, just, pure, lovely, virtuous, and uh, praiseworthy. That's what I began to think on. And I came out of a meditation just sitting there and I looked at my baby girl. I love this child so much. And I saw her as a little girl. I saw her as a kid and me going to the schools and reading Dr. Seuss Night. And I looked over on the bookshelf and I saw Dr. Seuss and I said, oh my God. And it came to me, let's start reading children's content online let's sing online. Let's use these talents of singing, voiceovers, animation, and acting to bring universal content to life. And let's impart this into the children so that when they are older, they will not part from these ways. Mm -hmm. So let us do what God has given us to do all of the things that we've given up in the past, all of the opportunities that I've not shared with you on this interview of voiceovers and animation and acting that I gave up for the sake of the gospel. Let us use this because these white supremacists and, and racist folks, they, didn't, they weren't born that way. Mm-hmm. So let's put something in them that would help them to grow up in a better way. And then that's when I began to create a YouTube kids channel called Mr. Jesse. So okay. it's like a reading rainbow meets Mr. Rogers with some swag <laughs> and that who, and that's who Mr. Jesse is. And that's what I want everybody to really, if you have children or grandchildren and know of children from the ages of three to seven, send them over to Mr. Jesse on YouTube. You'll see me on there. My my side profile with a, a colored beanie, just slouchy beanie on my head with the thumbs up with the big smile, that's that channel. And I am revamping and that's everything that's anything to me right now. It's pouring into our children in a, in a very loving and energetic way whereby they get to read and sing along and see some animation. And I am literally preparing to take it to the next level. haven't posted anything since December, but now Mm. God is blessed and things are going to another level. So that's where you can find me. Okay. Mr. Jesse. Oh yeah. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) You can find me on the other things too, like YouTube, uh, Facebook, you know, Jesse Campbell, you'll see it on there. It's a verified page and Instagram is sing, Jesse, sing but my whole shift has become for the children now. So that is my ministry worldwide, Mr. Jesse, a YouTube kids channel. Please go there, subscribe, doesn't cost you anything and it helps and spread the word. So that's me and that's where I feel God has led me and I'm just so peace at peace and I'm going to turn all of that singing ability and put it into these kids. I mean, we're going to have white kids running around here doing runs. We're going to have Asian kids running around here singing with some anointing. I'm trying to tell you, I ain't playing with y'all. <laughs> all right, then. <laughs> that sounds great.
0: And um, I want to thank my guest, Jesse Campbell, for participating in this segment on Let's Talk Gospel Music Gold. These shows are to explore, record, and raise excitement about gospel music and its gold. I hope you, the audience, enjoyed this episode as much as I have. Please send me an email sharing your thoughts about this show segment. Also, if you have any suggestions for future guests, you would like to hear on the show send me an email to let's talk to gmg at gmail.com again that's let's talk the number two gmg at gmail.com i am your host and sonia saying let's sing let's shout and tell of the great news through gospel music gold until the next episode take care and god bless this has been exciting Hi.
2: i
3: Are you one of the many Americans that are hoping to find a new job? Do you need to establish new skills or improve the skill you already have? Perhaps you're an HR professional in a company and in need of online training for your employees. Well, I invite you to check out the online training system from Born to Speak to You. Once registered, these online courses are available to you 24 hours a day, seven days a week, For 60 days, in the area of human resource trainings, we have courses on lunch and learn program, crisis management, diversity and inclusion, health and wellness at work, office health and safety, workplace violence, and much, much more. Our website is BornToSpeakToYou.com, where the two is the number two. That's BornToSpeakToYou.com, where you can even arrange for a virtual training for your employees on any one of our 110 training modules.